Hey everybody and welcome to the Hack My Homestead podcast. This is Sean Mills and today is Monday, March 20th, 2023. Today I wanted to go in a little bit of a different direction and talk about IBC totes, international bulk containers. Uh, These are the uh, high density polyethylene tanks that are inside of a uh, metal cage and typically either on a um, b- uh, created pallet like a, a, a metal pallet or a plastic pallet or sometimes it's just bolted down onto a wood pallet. I've seen them both ways. Uh, a lot of different things you can do with that on the homestead and I figured today would be a good opportunity to talk about what some of those things are. So the obvious one, the most, the one most people are probably going to think about is water storage. And I think they are fantastic for water storage. I've had two 275-gallon IBC totes in the off-grid water storage system for five years, I think. Uh, One of those is painted black, and the other one I just keep covered up with a... um, uh, I guess it would be like a pop-up, or what do they call it? Pop-up canopy? Yeah, the top of a pop-up canopy. We had a pop-up canopy go down in a windstorm, but I saved the actual canopy part. The metal frame part was destroyed, but the canopy part I use and I keep over um, the main tank. I I keep in over the tank that we draw down from because that allows me to just lift that up and check the water level in that tank versus on a painted tank, you can't really do that. So uh, so definitely water storage. And of course, this could be water storage for your household use as we use it for. Uh, this could be water storage for uh, rainwater collection, stuff that's going to be utilized for uh, irrigation for your garden when, when there's not enough rain. And it could be used for uh, even as like a... Um, um, uh, a transfer thing, right? So 275 gallons of water is around two tons, right? So that's a lot of weight, but you could put that on a, on a medium sized trailer. You know, most trailer axles are 3,500 pounds. So you could easily put that full of water on a trailer and tow it out to, for example, fill up, uh, water tanks for, um, uh, livestock, which by the way, an IBC tote could be cut down the top cup off, cut off of it and utilized as a watering trough for livestock. Uh, you could take it out and hook it up to a, a gas powered, um, pressure washer. Uh, typically those pressure washer only need about five to eight, uh, PSI to actually run. So if you had uh, a little bit of a hill in the area where you need to run a pressure washer for something, you could actually take that IBC tote out and use that water and take the water out to the work. Uh, you could obviously take it out and use it uh, in a remote area where you were doing some concrete work. You could take it out and, uh, you know, that would be the way that you got your water from mixing your concrete out to the work area. So those are definitely things that we've used them uh, for. When they're full of water, as I mentioned, they're 2,000 pounds, so they're great for counterweighting things. Uh, If you've got any sort of structure that you need to be uh, ballasted against winds or against any sort of overturning uh, force, uh, maybe there's some sort of side bracket uh, deck or something, um, IBC totes full of water are fantastic for that. 
I did a project for the World Games in Birmingham in 2022, and all of the structures that needed to be counterballasted, including uh, the World um, Climbing Federation, uh, inter- you know, international climbing. Um, what was it? Bouldering and speed. And no, bouldering and speed competitions. Uh, all of those structures were counterballasted by IBC totes full of water. So they're great for that. Uh, if you're not going to paint them, and obviously this is not drinking water, and you want to prevent algae growth in them, uh, about a tablespoon of uh, bleach per 275 gallon. Uh, works. I've seen people put a cup in. Obviously, that's plenty. Uh, we put about a tablespoon, maybe it was two tablespoons in each one of ours and had no algae growth uh, through the whole uh, event. So that definitely works. I've heard of people using hydrogen peroxide before. I don't know what the numbers are on that. Uh, so I won't comment, but it might be something to look up if you didn't want to use something as harsh, harsh as bleach. Uh, another great use for IBC totes is aquaponic systems uh, or even grow beds outside of aquaponic systems. So creating elevated uh, grow beds, uh, that's a great use. You know, if you're if you have a back injury or, or maybe you're older and you don't like bending over and gra- gardening on the ground, uh, having something at about waist level to work with is fantastic. With a um, aquaponic system, you can always use you know one for your sump and maybe dig it into the ground a little bit and then you could use your others uh, as your actual grow beds uh, put a system in in probably 2018 I think uh, just using that exact system and um, as far as I know that system is in place today it's been used by an actual uh, chef and uh, I don't think it's being used for the business, but it's being used for his uh, home use. And he likes good um, vegetables to work with. So um, so he does a great job with that. And that was a really cool design that we put together for him. And, and as far like I said, as far as I know, that's still in use this day. All of the water uh, components were essentially based on IBC totes. So that was kind of cool. Um. Another uh, good use for IBC tote is you can cut the front open uh, and you can use it for things like storing firewood. Uh, I thought that that was a really great way. You're not going to have termites burrow through uh, high density, high density polyethylene. So you could put this right on the ground and cut, like I say, cut a hole in the front of it. Maybe make your hole in the plastic part a flap instead of an actual um, you know, or you cut it out and then you kind of bolt it back to it. So that's kind of a flap or maybe chain it there just to keep water from being blown in through that opening. Uh, but yeah, that's a great way to store firewood, uh, and not have to worry about, uh, termites getting into it. Cause the last thing you want to do is build, you know, basically build a termite house and then bring that into your house. And, you know, if you're like, we are, where you've got an outdoor fire store, firewood storage area, and then you've got an indoor fire storage area so that you're not having to go in and out through the cold door, you know, in the middle of the night when you need to stack, or, you know, or when you need to uh, feed the fire. Um, you definitely don't want to be bringing termites into your house. So, uh, so that's a great option is, uh, is using the IBC totes for, for wood, uh, firewood storage. Uh, also, I've seen them used as uh, dog kennels and as brooders. So as dog kennels, uh, you bait, same thing. You kind of open the front up, 
and uh, you know, put some straw or something in there for the dog to make it nice and cozy for him. And um, it becomes a little dog den. And then I've also seen people uh, cut them in half and use them as brooders. So they cut them in half, make them tall enough to where the the medium uh, sized chicks can't jump out of them. And then um, you know, put your heat lamps in there, put your wood uh, wood chip bedding down, uh, food and water, and there you go. You got your brooder. And as a matter of fact, we will uh, probably be growing out some chickens and or ducks this uh, fall. And I think that we are going to use IBC totes for our brooders because we have them and they're easy to, uh, easy to use and easy to move around. So that's probably what, what we're going to end up using, uh, for our brooders. And then you have, um, you have a lot of people that will store, um, you know, other, uh, food products type things in there. So, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of what's in these things when they're shipped out to places are, um, you know, things like, uh, molasses, you know, it's, it's at food additives is where I was actually trying to go with that. And so I've seen people use them as corn fermentation vessels. So they ferment the corn, uh, to feed the hogs. And, uh, what they'll do is they'll just cut the, cut the tops off and fashion a temporary top or, you know, and, um, and that works really well. And apparently when you ferment corn, it, actually creates uh it makes the corn more nutritious for the pigs i'm not sure exactly how that happens but obviously uh, when you've got that lacto ferment happening the bacteria are creating vitamins and minerals and things for themselves and so i'm sure part of that uh, process makes it beneficial for the pigs but i've seen people do that before um i've seen people utilize them for composting as well. So if you've ever heard of the Johnson Sioux composting method, which is basically, uh, it's, it's a system where it's kind of set and forget you set it up, you put it in and you, uh, you basically soak water, uh, soak le- I think it's mainly based on leaves based on shredded leaves. So you're soaking up your shredded leaves with water and then you put, uh, pipes into the, um, into whatever vessel you're filling. They actually designed this to use like uh, welded wire fencing. And then you put the black uh, landscaping fabric inside that. And then you fill it up. You got your pipes in there that go all the way to the ground. And then after it's had a couple days to settle and kind of start, uh, you know, bonding with itself, you pull those pipes out and that creates airways uh, you know, paths, pathways for air. Cause apparently, and I didn't know this, but apparently the reason why they tell you to turn compost is because the bacteria in the compost use up the available oxygen and the pile will turn anaerobic or everything in it will die. Uh, and, and the biological activity will drop significantly. So the whole reason for turning compost is basically to aerate it. Um, new information to me, just found that out. But so the Johnson Sioux method creates air pathways in the composting pile. So there's no turning. You just set it up and then you come back at the end of the season and you got compost. That's simple. <coughs> Excuse me. So I've heard a lot of people, um, they will utilize actual, um, they will utilize actual IBC tote frames. So instead of the welded wire frame, they'll use the IBC tote frame uh, and do the same thing. They put the landscape fabric inside 
And then from that point, uh, once the landscape fabric's in there, they treat it just like the other. They drill holes through it. They put their pipes in. They wire the pipes to the sides of the uh, tank so that they're held vertical while the filling happens. Then you fill it up. When you're done filling it up, you go ahead and uh, I think you put a cover over it. And then then I think you put a sprinkler on it. I think that's the other thing I didn't mention before. You got to keep this wet. You got to regularly wet it. And so uh, as part of this process, you're sprinkling it a little bit every day, keeping it wet. And then, you know, life is doing what life does. Uh, so it ends up working out really well. It's supposed to be like the easiest, best way to do um easiest best way to do composting that does not create a problem uh with you know anaerobic activity so um so anyways you can use the ibc tote uh frame for that and um you, i've seen people take two of these things uh take cut the tops out of both of them flip them upside down uh screw them together and use them as outdoor showers use them as hunting blinds uh, and what was the other thing? I saw something else. Oh, I think it was just a changing room. Like, uh, like basically a place, you know, you go from the outdoor shower to the changing room type of situation. Uh, so I thought that was a pretty neat, neat way. But, you know, I think that we've got a surplus of IBC totes. We might utilize that as part of our uh, outdoor shower. Uh, because, I mean, look, you turn, you turn the, you, you cut the bottom out of the um ibc tote turn it upside down and now that thing that you would normally use to fill it that's at the top now becomes the drain at the bottom right so then you take your next one you flip it upside down um you cut the side out with the valve and that becomes your you know your opening to go through you put a little shower curtain there um you've got to grind off you know, the metal part to make a hole to walk through there. But, you know, it's a structure and it's probably easier to do everything I just described than it is to build a wooden uh, outdoor shower. And then you've got a frame there that you can run all your piping through and connect it to. Um, and then, you know, at that point, I would imagine you just weigh it down a little bit so it doesn't blow away and, and you're done. So hope you guys like that show today. Um, just like I said, just kind of riffing a little bit today on different uses on the homestead for IBC totes. If you have other ones, email me at Sean, S-H-A-W-N at hackmyhomestead.com. And when I do my listener feedback show later this week, I will include those alternative ideas for using IBCs on the homestead in the show notes. So uh, thanks everyone for tuning in today. Sorry about last week. Uh, You you might hear from my voice. Uh, I did my one show on the SVP and then got sick and uh coming out of it enough to where i think i could start recording it again but uh upper respiratory infections and recording podcasts don't go together very well so i appreciate everyone's patience but uh, i think i'm back to where i'll go ahead and start getting out all the content this week and i'll probably double up this week i'll probably record some of the stuff i was planning on recording last week um, and just load you guys up with content uh, for this week so again thanks for joining me and we'll talk to you next time